1: The Squareball Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the TheSquareball for 10% off your legal fees. Dan, Michael and Rob here in the main weekly show, episode 255, I think, if we've numbered them correctly. That's a lot, isn't it? It seems like a lot. Been going a while now, hasn't it, this? It's the Leeds United Fan Show for Leeds United fans, where we'll talk about Leeds United and stuff that's going on in Leeds United's world. Three parts to this. We will uh, preview Chelsea and Man City uh, in part two, and then part three. We will pick our heroes and villains. In part one, we'll get into the latest Leeds United news in just a tick. First things first. If you are watching on YouTube, you can get this on YouTube and in your podcast app as well. YouTube. Look at what we're wearing. Look at that.
2: In between pods, we've
1: had a merch drop. Look at this. Wow! It's the Le- it's the Leeds Karaho Ho Ho Christmas jumper. And Michael, um, do you want me to hold that closer to one of the cameras so we can see it? Oh, is it in shot there? That's our that's our quite expensive bauble thing tree decoration <laughs> there we go um, very nice it is and as I said before you can actually if you look at it it will fit nicely over a coffee cup so if you want to dust your coffee with cocoa mm. afterwards and look like a barista then you can do it if you've taken it off your tree <laughs> use it all year
2: round that's what you're saying Ex- well,
1: exactly 12 month use out of a Christmas decoration what's that about you can find all the merch via the website um, have a look at that and we've got discounts on the merch as well if you're a TSB Plus subscriber so details on the website for that as well part 1 is the news then and uh, we are recording this uh, lunchtime on tuesday and we've seen a bit of a spat develop between and, Phil
2: Hay slammed uh,
1: between Andrea Raptopazzani uh, and Phil Hay and other associated people in in Phil's orbit at the uh, at the athletic about this report that the 49ers have a deal in place to buy Leeds United for a total price in excess of 400 million going up to 475 as it's reported by is it January twenty twenty four? The report says. So first things first, doesn't come as a surprise, does it? Does to does to doesn't it? I
0: think <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: because it's wrong. Why is it wrong? It just is. Um, well, <laughs> hey, let me might as well just say exactly what what he has said. For someone as good as you, which I guess he means Phil Hay, I expect more. Or the Athletic in general, I'm not sure. Or Matt Slater, who was kind of co written this, I think. Um, ASA has an option to avoid the call effect before twenty twenty four, but the main point. Um, is that we are only focused on working together and growing League United. Anything can happen between now and two years' time when many may have forgotten the article.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what the article says, isn't it? Because that's, that's mm. the kind of interesting point in the article is that it says uh, Rad Rosani's company, Acer, has the option to void the deal should they purchase another club, which is what Rad Rosani has made reference to in the past of kind of creating a network of clubs. But that is acknowledged in the story. And uh, Matt Slater does say that. He does respond to the to one of the tweets there.
1: That option to void is in the story that you know, Radrazani is bitten back with by saying, you know, we can call this off if we want to. Um, that option to void is in the story, Andrea, and you're right, anything can happen in two years, particularly in football, but nothing was spoken to, lots of people. Uh, uh, <laughs> nobody we've spoken to thinks you will exercise that option, and they said that with utmost respect for the work you've done at the club. And it's pointed out in the article as well is that for the next level and the stadium development stuff, it's going to involve a huge amount of money, and there is a question in there about whether Radrazani has the resources available to him to do that, or whether he's, it could well be that he is part of sort of a, the consortium going forward, albeit with a smaller role or whatever, but it's going to take hundreds of millions, isn't it, to kick onto the next level. And so it's an open question as to whether we have that as it stands under the current model or whether it will flip over to, um, to the 49ers. And, you know, whenever we speak to Phil, Phil's saying it's going to flip over past 51% soon. So, Interested to see how it plays out, won't it? Especially as he's bitten back, which never feels like a good idea to me. But
2: Yeah, he's um, he's got he's got a bit of a history for this, hasn't he, of getting stuff out on Twitter. But I suppose equally you could say it's a nice, quick, direct way of, of being able to discuss these things. Whereas before you'd have had to go via a newspaper and get your side across that way, you can just come out and... He could
0: have you know, got Kinnear to do some programme notes, maybe. Mm. <laughs> could have done. They've been successful. Well, we should. Could
2: um, have got Victor Ross to yell at, it at someone?
1: <laughs> we should make sure we ask Phil actually on on Thursday and say, what will were we'll, we'll Leeds United and and Radrazani and ASO or whoever approached for comment on this story before it was um, mm. put into print, as it were, albeit on a website. Because you would assume that somebody has offered them the chance to reply to the story before it went uh, and got published.
2: Yeah, you would guess so. But um, I I don't think it's I don't think it's all that groundbreaking, is it? As a story. That oh. they might that they might buy us at
1: some point. Well, given that they've been gradually increasing their stakeholding, you wouldn't have like I said, it's not a surprise. Is it? You wouldn't have thought it it would come as any shock if they went past fifty one percent and beyond.
2: Only seven percent off it now, aren't they? So it's strange if they got to that point and went no. Nah. Yeah, forty four percent's just right. Just I, lo- well, I love
1: it. Here. Well, forty nine is as Moscow said, um, like on the blog and whatnot. Like forty nine is it's the perfect place to be for the 49ers, isn't it? But uh, you know, all that money pumped in, but no control. <laughs> but There's um, no control. There is no control. So yeah, what does it mean for Leeds United?
2: I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad about having foreign owners. This is where we're probably getting to um, Angus Kinnear talking about regulatory stuff and, and all that. But I mean, I'd rather we didn't probably have American owners, but then compared to most other owners, they seem fairly decent. So I just don't like ownership structures in football in general. I, I feel uneasy that people without any particular links to the club... Are going to be are going to be owners. but surely in, in that kind of a just the throwback. Oh, completely,
1: yeah. Um, I, I, opinion. I mean, we we spent ages on the propaganda podcast taking the piss out of Brentford and saying the Premier League should be made up exactly a as it was when we were thirteen, and b at our whims. <laughs> yeah, and now. ownership
2: the same. Yeah, I want like a local furniture maker to own it or something. <laughs> Who's been a who was brought up on the terraces and uh, and has only the best intentions for the club and doesn't even want to make any money from it. Which I I do realize is completely unrealistic.
1: Is that is that why someone like Pete Lowey is or is it Lowey or Lowey is attractive as a proposition because he's got wealth and long term fandom? Mm, yeah, I suppose so.
2: He owns a furniture shop of sorts. In that, he owns the building <laughs> that the furniture shop goes inside, okay. and, and the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think it'd be probably underselling his business empire to say he owns a furniture <laughs> shop. You don't really get. Well, you well, well said. Tell Mister IKEA that. That's true. That's true. But, um, yeah, they seem fine, don't they? From I what we know of them.
0: In comparison to the alternative, when there was flirtations with Qatari owners yeah. of PSG for quite a while, which dragged on. Yeah, I'd take this instead. People do disagree with that, though,
1: don't they? And they say, what I want is a bottomless pot of money. I mean, we've seen what's happened at Newcastle. I don't, as I said, around that, I don't think we can pretend that if Qatar did, at a later date, let's say, buy out the 49ers, that it wouldn't be welcomed, broadly speaking, and people would turn a blind eye to
2: all that human rights stuff. But, you know, we've I say all that human rights stuff like it's just a passing thing, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think I'm surprised at how much Newcastle fans have embraced it. But they're desperate, I have to say. I thought they might at least go, well, We'll have the players, but still, could you like, could you just leave off that that whole uh, public floggings thing for a while? But they kind of have gone. Ah, it's fine, <laughs> as long as we get rid of John Joe Shelby in midfield. We don't really care. Who really wants James
0: Tarkovsky that much? I don't really understand it.
2: <laughs> it's true. It's a it's a low price, isn't it, for mm-hmm. um, for human rights? But never mind. They don't seem to be um. They're not proper bastards anyway. <laughs> the 49ers. <laughs> I think we can we can fairly conclusively say that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe like I say, attached to that, there's there's a degree of sentiment. About losing the stadium that we've, you know, we've all grown up mm. milling around in, that's falling to pieces, and all the rest of it, and becoming more corporate and glossy. But this is this is the pond that we're swimming in now, isn't it? It's the mm. Premier League, and it's it's a hateful place, but it's
2: it's it's better than the the next option, which is the Championship, which is just awful. Yeah, and the stagnation that you essentially get by clinging to those things. Eventually, it does grind you down as well, yeah. doesn't it? Are you, so. are
1: you suggesting that the uh, the 19 was it 1955 56, whenever it was that the West Stand was built, it's not fit for purpose anymore?
2: Can we just take it and keep it complete, move the whole thing back a bit so it's still on apart? So we can still look at it sometimes, maybe, and just remember
1: maybe that's maybe that's what they could do actually. If they do build like a secondary stadium, I was say somewhere. like
0: Man City's training ground, we can just move <laughs> bit yeah. by bit the current Ellen Road there. Although, I think, um, given
2: the amount of Lead paint and asbestos <laughs> in it. It's probably best off dealt with by specialists it'll, and it'll thrown a, straight in it. Give
0: the kids a good grounding in the under 23s to play in this dilapidated, <laughs> dangerous ground.
1: But we've played at Man City this year. Look at the state of this place.
0: It's good for you. Wooden
1: seats, no yeah. wrong with them. Brilliant. Um, On to the FA Cup draw that was made Monday
2: evening. We've got West Ham away. Oh. The only FA Cup draw we will have any interest in this did, year. Did you watch it? Uh, yes.
1: And did you watch it, Rob? I didn't know. No, I watched it live. And first of all, I was irritated by ITV4 only showing the first twenty numbers or whatever mm. it was, and then as the balls got drawn out, the numbers moved up. Why they couldn't have shown all the numbers yeah. at some point, just or even flashed them on screen once you got ah right. So in case you missed it, twenty-one League United. I'll
2: generally show yeah they highlight kind of the interesting ones, don't? So they show sort of Premier League teams and then some of the non-leaguers, so you can see like St Albans or whoever was, was Boramwood. Yeah, yeah. Like you can see them. So you, when coming out, obviously. Seems like Brentford or whatever—they don't need to be listed because no one really cares. Yeah, like you—you know—you get Brentford, whatever. But um, it's uh, QPR you'd want to see. Yeah, QPR the, as one there. of the heritage sort of Premier League <laughs> clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was yeah, it was all down. They just they just because like Tottenham were drawn out at one point, and then you were like, oh, I did I didn't realize they were even necessarily still in this. But as that panel shrunk and we made our way onto it. And I just saw... Leeds-Arsenal. Arsenal. Arsenal. Arsenal.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there were loads of Premier League. Man City were still in there, Man United mm. as well, Villa. And I thought, oh, we're going to get a really crap tie. And as it was, we got a... Well, is it a crap tie? What do you think? They're, they're kind
0: of an acceptable team to lose to, which we inevitably will, I imagine.
1: But that's... Isn't it shit having to go into it with that opinion? But then again, you you set that against where we are in the Premier League and the absolute needs to stay in it. And I don't know. It just... it's. This is the thing about the Premier League, isn't it? It's just so unromantic when you think. Well, mm. I'm fine to write that off and any ambitions of of glory and hope because it's far more important to stay that so we can build a mega dome.
2: I mean, I'd I'd love to, to win the FA Cup. Yeah. I've got to be honest. I think it, but the problem with it is, is that as we'll probably come on to in previewing Chelsea and Man City because they we do we do preview
1: every week, don't we? In this show, we do. Yeah, that's worth saying for any new viewers or listeners <laughs> that we do do a preview section of the, the games that are coming up.
2: But. Um, yeah, that they can go into the FA Cup and not take it that seriously and still get to like the semi-finals by playing their incredibly good, worth half a billion pounds reserves. And then
0: and not even look like they're enjoying it. Like City mm. fans at Wembley watching them beat Watford 6-0 and you thought, <laughs> I it looks like the Watford fans are having more fun than you. <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah.
1: what is it about the Cup? I mean, we, we've done some diving into this with the uh, stats and records and stuff and we've been knocked out in the third round four seasons in a row.
2: And it's not just dif-
1: difficult draws either. I mean, Crawley and Newport are within that. Oh, did you see that Crawley were trashing us via Twitter when the draw was made and West Ham said we will face leads in the third round and Crawley quote-tweeted it saying, don't worry, lads, it's easy. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah, they, <laughs> they even brought a reality TV star.
0: Around yeah,
2: you've got to take that, haven't you, I yeah. suppose? Just be like, yeah, yeah fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> we had Kiko in net, in our defence. Yeah, you know. so they had a reality star. We had a, a star of the circus. Exactly. So yeah, it would be nice to be a bit better in the mm. FA Cup. We do have an unusually terrible record. Mm. In it, I mean, um, I'm not sure who's put the the kind of the full breakdown of the last ten years on it or whatever. But 2015 16 was the last time we had anything, which and it doesn't even really
0: constitute a cup run, does it? Would beat beat Rotherham Bolton before losing to Watford. I was going to say it speaks volumes that I have no memory of any of this. Really, is is Watford the game where? Watson scored the own goal, maybe. I
2: maybe I was it the one Belushi was sent off in. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It was all in that that
0: blur. We never thought we were going to win it anyway, did we?
2: Let's be honest.
1: No, we've had, we've had nine consecutive away draws as well. So you have got to ask the question: are they, are they heating the balls there in that uh, little pot they have at, at Wembley? So oh, don't get the warm
2: one. Leave the warm one. Who was it that did
0: the draw last night? David Seaman. David Seaman did the away teams. And where did they do it? Are we are we in the Sean Harvey idea of doing it in outer space yet? Or? Not yet. Not I tuned
2: in. Much. I tuned in about halfway through because I was watching it on Twitter. Right. so I'm not sure where they were doing it. Was it in it was in one of
0: the one of the function
1: rooms somewhere in Wembley. Yeah, yeah. it was overlooking the stadium, about two thirds of the way up. So it maybe one of the like the banqueting
2: halls or something. I don't know. David Seaman's a very jolly man, isn't he? He was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every ball he drew out, he was giggling at, as if it'd make a very as if good Wigan was a, itself <laughs> worthy of a laugh. Make
1: a very good Santa, wouldn't he? Yeah, it would. he would He'd be great. I he's, like David. He's Timmons. a jolly man and he's a lead vote. But yeah, he picked us out. But he picked us out away to uh, to West Ham. I mean, yeah, just looking down this. We
2: play him twice in two weeks now, as well, don't we? Mm, rubbish. rubbish. That's always a bit annoying when that happens.
0: I was thinking that, like, I have kind of blocked out all recollection of us going to West Ham last year. I just can't remember. It's just such an uninspiring.
1: We were in blue and trip. green. Well, it was one of the few blue and green trips we had. And I know we got beat, but we
0: lost. Yeah, so, yeah. It doesn't really set the race in this one.
1: Yeah, nine consecutive away draws, and we've only had one home draw in nine years, which stretches twelve games you know, when we've gone past the third mm. round. And that is, yeah, it's Rotherham at home in 2015-16. Last time we had a victory in the FA Cup 2016-17 when we beat Cambridge away in the third round. And then we lost away to Sutton in the... Um,
2: Should have just lost at Cambridge. <laughs> in the fourth round, yeah. <laughs> Would have saved a certain amount of humiliation, wouldn't it? That was the old um, pie-eating mm. incident, wasn't it? Where they obese reserve goalkeeper oh, did a did a stunt for a gambling
1: firm mm. or whatever, wasn't it? Or yeah. newspaper. Go That's
0: on. the magic of the FA Cup, isn't it? A non-league goalkeeper eating <laughs> a that pie. Was, uh, was that the Mackay twins playing? Or, or um, was Billy, What was he called?
2: It was Billy Whitehouse, wasn't yeah. it? And um, one of the Mackays. He was awful. He, he looked so uncomfortable with the ball at his feet. I've never seen a man get rid of a ball quite as quickly as soon as it was. Pal- even if any had loads of space, he was just like, nope. The longer I have this, the more obvious it will be. I cannot
0: play football. It was the
1: Gary Monk making a point about the squad thing, mm. wasn't it? Around the January window, I don't know.
0: Should have got James Feveston to sign a few players, maybe. <laughs> maybe.
1: Yeah, so it's that disappointing thing of it kind of knocks the wind out your sails thinking about a cup run, doesn't it? Because as much as we are being like dead pragmatic about it, like you say, Michael, you'd love a cup run. You'd love to win it at some point. I'd like to just see us win it in my lifetime. Mm. As, it's as, been something. Yeah.
2: It'd be so nice to just have a have a nice joyous day at Wembley and not yep. one where I get to turn up and see us not score a goal
0: and barely have a shot and get spanked and then traips back up north.
1: Have you ever it, seen anything good at Wembley,
0: either a football match or a concert? Seen Leeds Rhinos win in the Challenge Cup a few times. I can't say I particularly enjoy going though. Like it's just it's too nice. Like we were just saying about Ellen Road, kind of loving how horrible it is. It's too nice Wembley you go and it's an amazing view and the seats are really comfy. Mm. I just think oh. there's a lot of leg room, isn't there? Like I mean about no, I nearly lost a leg in the celebrations <laughs>
1: against uh, who did we just play? Brentford. Brentford, yeah. I to I can never remember the name. Brentford uh, at the weekend, and that was by virtue of the fact that the seat in front of me in the East Stand is about thirty centimeters, <laughs> if not, you know, from the edge of my seat. If that
2: yeah. actually, probably less. It is really inadequate leg room. When I was in there as as like a, a fairly short fourteen year old, there wasn't really enough leg room. So I don't know what, the, uh, what they what they're thinking when they designed that. i, I
1: realised them. Um, when that goal went in and with my shin injury, I don't actually know how, how I got it fully. I know it involved, you know, you have that massive rush of adrenaline. I don't know if I say this on the match ball or not, I forget. Massive rush of adrenaline where your head goes. And you you, you <laughs> feel like you're going to black out. And then I found myself on some seats and I was either falling backwards over him or I don't know if I was forwards or back or what. <laughs> and the next thing I knew, I was kind of, my leg was hurting and I was back where I was supposed to be. But it had involved a tumble at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, I, an, like an
2: old lady. <laughs> I will say I've never had to... Um enjoy the, a tumble at a Leeds Cup final because we've not scored a goal in them in my uh, my three I've been to the uh, oh, Jesus, yeah. Coca-Cola Cup well, and, then, I, and then obviously Donnie and Watford well I went to the Charity Shield
1: against Liverpool mm. um, and we won that obviously that was good yeah it's not even it's still, not high
2: stakes though is it Charity yeah. Shield
1: and that was that was uh, I think that was sort of put into context as we were approaching the ground because I think we took more fans to Wembley than Liverpool that year and uh I think my dad might have remarked to a a witty scouser as we were walking towards the stadium, like, you know what, how come you haven't sold all your tickets? We've sold more than you. He goes, oh, we get here every couple of years, mate. Mm. (laughs) Fair enough.
2: Yeah, but let's win it this time. I'll just lose to West Ham, as we probably will. It depends how seriously they take it in fairness as well, because Mm. they're in contention for Champions League and they might, Decide they don't want the distraction, and they're going to try and push on and get four. We, glad, should, we should, we should We should win it, shouldn't we? Actually, thinking
1: about it, because it's uh, honestly, it's going to be fifty years since seventy two, isn't it? This time, hmm. so it'll be the hundred fiftieth anniversary of the cup. Obviously, it stopped for the war and stuff like that, but it's the hundred fiftieth birthday of the FA Cup. So there's nice symmetry there if we could win it every fifty years through
0: diving headers only.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. But, yeah, oh. we'll, we'll put it in right into the uh, the
1: FA. Uh, should say as well. Speaking of the FA Cup and. And I've got the image of Billy lifting the cup. We are recording on the anniversary of uh, of Billy Bremner's passing, twenty four years ago, and it's it's absolutely terrifying. Now. You know, as as I get older, realizing he was only fifty four when he died, because mm. you, you you know you look at Billy Bremner, and to me, growing up through the eighties, he was he was an old man, you know. But then you
2: realize, <laughs> Christ, that's me now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, on the way here. I was just listening to John Sheridan talking about Billy Bremner, just saying how what how much he loved him and stuff. So yeah, it's um it's it's one of those comes around every year isn't it and you think god it was actually a very long time ago now i remember it happening and it was uh it being such a big thing but yeah it's uh always worth marking it i think
1: yeah absolutely and on to the to the 23s uh we'll we'll do that in a second let's mention the fa investigation first because of canos we we dealt with it a bit on over on propaganda and i dare say we'll deal deal with canos a bit in uh the heroes and villains but uh no doubt they're going to throw the book at us are we going to receive some sort of award for this
2: prize (laughs) some extra points is that what you think we should get? I think so. I think if they review the footage carefully, they'll go right ban for Canos um, and a little a little bonus for Leeds. I've yeah. still
1: not seen seen the footage of exactly what happened. I know it involved a flying pint pot, at least, didn't it? But there I was some know. talk of a lighter, and I, I don't. They yeah, I mean, like... on the match ball. You were ever getting
2: darts, weren't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cross <I don't>, pose <laughs> <don't>... <laughs> again. Should just be really clear. It is a joke. It's a joke. I don't want to see anyone badly injured, apart from Canos. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Um, yeah, it, he got up and was very clearly smiling and laughing as he ran back towards the halfway line. Oh, really? So
1: he wasn't badly hurt, but that will not feed into no, what happens.
2: You still can't really throw shit at people,
1: can you? From this point, and we shouldn't, unless really. it's actual shit. Maybe that'd be better. <laughs> Examining the CCTV footage and spotting somebody
0: just curling one out. So was the a uh, bloke next to you in a cough going? Are you, what are you? There was the Sunderland shitter. Wasn't <laughs> there? Do you remember the Sunderland shitter? Was he sat at the back of the ground or something? He was really, there was a
2: really outrageously drunk, I think he was like a teenager, I think he was like 19 or something in the Stadium of Light and he was, he had a stadium of shite and he was, he was, <laughs> um, he was busy having a shit in the stands <laughs> and it seemingly just didn't know where he was, you know, in the same way as people like pissing wardrobes and stuff.
0: Yeah. He obviously didn't realise he was in a football ground. There was a guy in the cop, uh, I can't remember whether it was, West Ham or Watford, but he started throwing, he was in a bad way and started throwing up at half time. And as the second half was kicking off, he was still throwing up. <laughs> just the whole row, everyone oh. just sort of left
1: a space around him. Bing bong, clean it to aisle five, please. <laughs> oh, dear me. Yeah, onto the 23s, lost again. Uh, Leicester. Jackson out. <laughs> is, is it not time to sack
2: Bielsa and put Jackson in and play the kids? No. We'll, we'll have to. Eddie Gray can manage both the first team and the under 23s now.
1: There's got to be a correlation between. The under twenty three is losing form,
0: and us having loads of injuries, and therefore us borrowing a lot
1: of the twenty three. Surely,
0: yeah, it's been a really disruptive time for them. And even when they have been at a name, players who were maybe on the first team bench, they get subbed off early, and then they're having to accommodate players like Bamford and Ailing, who won't be accustomed to how they play. And yeah, it's all just been a bit of a mess, I guess. But hopefully, nope. now we've got players back. Depending on Cooper and Phillips, they'll be able to sort of pick a settled team then. Mm. And we were winning in this one
2: until uh, Creswell got sent off. So he was playing the Calvin role, wasn't he, though? It's funny how, um, how Bielsa, I don't
1: know, Do you think Bealser insists on this just to, so they can up their understanding of the game, playing players out of position?
2: I would say so. He's done it. He did it with um, Ollie Casey, didn't he, Before we mm. we got rid of him, he he played him there for some of the time. I don't know if it's and obviously um, strokes had his stint in there as well, despite being a I would say quite obviously a centre back.
0: But Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, talking of Cresswell's understanding of the game, he got sent off and said that he didn't even know he'd been booked. <laughs> so. Not yeah. ideal. Ignorance is not a defence.
2: <laughs> you can't send me off, I didn't know about the first one. Uh, what, what what did he get booked
0: for then? I've not, not actually seen them. No. The uh, the yellows. Did you watch it? No. no, I'm not too sure, but yeah. Apparently he didn't see the ref giving the first yellow card. It was a shirt pull for the second one or something, wasn't So it, then right? when the second one came round, he was quite surprised. Mm. I didn't know I was going that fast, officer. I exactly. know, I I it was a nice it. goal
2: though. It was um, Gellart and Greenwood with a nice little link up in the box. So That was nice to see.
1: Uh, congrats to the women as well. Ninetieth minute winner in the FA Cup away at well, I mean, what a team name this is! I mean, we are talking about um, Norton and Stockton, weren't we? I think some time ago, being up sort of Teesside way, Middlesbrough way. Norton and Stockton Ancients, is that like the over fifties team.
2: Well, judging by the, the goalkeeper on the first, uh, possibly, did seem to just fall over as, as the late players were running towards. Her. And then there was a really full-on offside call as well at the end, just to look over <laughs> to the linesman Is in, like, any chance? No, no, okay, never mind. But yeah, it's we, funny,
1: um, I noticed that with the with the Brentford game, the, one of the first things I noticed, you know, you do, do the scrill all the angles thing. Mm. There's a good angle thing. It might be the the camera that's low down behind the goal where the first thing the Brentford players do is like, it's look and appeal. Yeah, just hope. Like an automatic reaction, yeah.
2: Yeah, any chance of this being? No. no? Okay, never mind. But um, yeah, it was a good, a good last minute winner. Olivia Smart, square ball zone. Potty-mouthed uh, fullback. Yes, indeed. Uh, with a really good cross to the far post and... Uh, Put in, and there's like a really pleasingly muddy pitch. I feel like you don't get a good muddy pitch anymore. As the pictures of them are more like in a big heap at the end, and everyone's filthy. And you think, Oh, good, it looks like a, it looks like a proper old FA Cup tie. It goes back
1: to what we were saying about the stadium is like, we don't want the hybrid one and a half million pound pitch with super drainage where it can piss it down for yeah, everyone looks really yeah, clean. Yeah, and snow never settles on it because there's this artificial microclimate going on where the grass always thinks it's 17 degrees mm. out or whatever with undersoil heating. No, <laughs> take all that out when you take it out next time when it needs to be renewed, take the heating out pour water on it (laughs) worsen the drainage make it a mud bath Uh, that'd be good wouldn't it it would I approve Chelsea at the weekend followed by Manchester City here in the the preview section the regular part two of the weekly show in which we look at the teams and the clubs that we're going to face and talk about them and sometimes do some uh, prep because I mean (laughs) if you remember a couple of weeks back was it the uh, December the 2nd show about 32 minutes in when we uh, (laughs) that was the one we did the preview for, um, what they called? Uh, Palace and what they called, the other one? Yeah, QPR. Uh, sorry, Brentford. Um, we did the preview for those games and we did extensive notes. I said did extensive notes. you got some screen grabs off who scored.com.
2: Correct. Forgot Brentford, didn't you? Uh, yes. Yeah. We're well, two games in a week. We don't do this. We're a Premier League team now. We shouldn't have to play two games in a week. Ridiculous. And anyway, we've got Chelsea and Manchester
1: City. Chelsea, quite a lot of information there. Michael, thank you for that. I was scrolling down there mm-hmm. and it, it says Manchester City away. Is the... Uh, is the headline font, and then under that it says 8 p.m. on Tuesday evening. There you uh, go. And then uh, couldn't beat us last season because they're shit. Tried to kill Rafinha, very naughty. And that's that's the that's the
0: Man City preview done. Then um, let's preview Chelsea. <laughs> you, have, you have said we're playing Chelsea at home, which isn't right.
2: Oh, that's that's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what a sham. What I've done there is I've uh, I've just deleted the word Brentford that was there before and not changed the bit in brackets. I do know we're not at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 3 p.m. on a Saturday as well. That's thrown me. That's a novelty, isn't What's it? What's that about? Do you think it will catch on as a kickoff time?
1: No, uh, especially when, when you think about it, it's the champions of Europe playing the champions of Europe. Mm. So it should have been should have been televised. I mean, will we be able to watch it somehow? No, no, because it's
0: the three o'clock kickoff it's, it's uh, three in the United blacker. Kingdom yeah.
2: and you, you can't get it. Oh, no, right. Noel
0: Whelan, would he be able to tell us maybe?
2: I mean, he may know of someone, um, or someone who hacked his account may, may know of a way of, of getting these games. Who knows? Right, all the joking apart, this is
1: the bit that everyone was worried about, innit? this running Mm. to Christmas. Uh, I mean, you look at these two fixtures and I just sort of quietly chuckle to myself. and think, well, we're going to lose both, but... (laughs) We're getting Chelsea at a good time. But yeah, if there is a good time to play Chelsea, it might be now because they're wobbling a little bit. It's the first proper drop in form they've had under um, Tuchel, isn't it? And obviously Man City follow that. We beat them last season, so there's always a hope. There's always a hope, even if Hart
2: says that, head goes no. Yeah, I mean, they were fortunate to beat Watford. And then they did lose to West Ham and they could only draw against Scum in their last three games. And then none of those are particularly good results. So maybe there's something in it for us.
0: They are playing in Russia tomorrow as well against Zenit, which, mm. you know, maybe a bit of travel tiredness there, although albeit they are top of their group. So I can just probably send the reserves. Send Lewis Baker. <laughs> yeah. They're not that desperate. Was, um,
1: was it Zenit that Victor Orte used to be at? Oh, you're asking actual football mm. questions
0: there. i look at you, Rob, because you're more likely to have done research. Er... Uh, I don't actually know. Was it their most part at Moscow? I don't
1: know. So someone over that way. I'm just naming Russian clubs. Great now. bunch of lads, anyway. No, I just, I just wondered. Chelsea have got a very
2: expensive and talented squad. Uh, uh, yes, I think. Do you know what I think? It, I've oh, had, a, I've had a think. Yeah, I've had a think, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think it. I think, um, I think he was. I think he was a- it. Any further data on that that's just popped into your I mind? I think he helped to. He helped to recruit um, Hulk. You know the Brazilian, mm. big green fella. Yes, that's the <laughs> that's the fella. Yeah, yeah. I just remembered. Just remembered that. Mm. And why did he leave? What was the uh, um, he well, he he went. He joined um, Elche in Spain. I don't know why exactly. I think it was always a secret. <laughs> was it to be a sporting director? Uh, yeah, but then he re- he was recruited by Middlesbrough in I think it was December twenty fifteen. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Sounds, as the head of re- familiar, head yeah. of recruitment, yeah. um, um, and and he's he was the only picked uh, Ito Karanka famously as well. So um, yeah, that's that's just some stuff I've remembered. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. No worries. <laughs> What else have you? Remembered? you need any, like... If you need anything else, remembering, <laughs> are you? Are you the man? Yeah, just give me five minutes though. <laughs> got to really, got to really dig deep sometimes. So,
1: although it is a good time to face Chelsea, they are still third, and they're only a couple of points behind Man City. Yeah, they're
2: dead good, out not they? Got a squad full of dead good players. Yeah, really expensive players.
0: It's quite, um, it's quite frightening our last win against them was in 2002 and James Milner was on the scorers that day that doesn't seem to make sense
1: although he is really still odd. playing it's better than
0: him being retired so there is that one little crumb of
2: comfort yeah I mean it, it, it was 20 years ago it, just, <laughs> it, it really is more of a more to the James Milner's credit that he played in that game and is is still playing now but um, yeah it's hard to see us getting anything um, I mean I'm just looking at the, uh, the but Tuchel st- didn't beat us last year did he no that was, it was 0-0 in his game it, mm. was, it was Frank Lampard who of course laid the foundations for the Champions League win hmm. as he said did you see the thing you did with Gary Neville
0: uh, I didn't watch it I'm not I've, I've,
2: only, I've only seen the little clip <laughs> can of it I just, he, can I just ask before you tell me don't spoil the surprise but does he hold himself in quite high regard well what he says is he says oh, yeah I watched it I said I'm watching you know oh, Chilwell to, you know, to Mount I'm thinking oh it's a bit of me that is but I mean but I can't take any credit for it I can't take any credit for one player passing to another but I am yes right and then he said other oh, people have said you know that was your team but you know it, it wasn't. What, what,
1: what was it? What we've done? What we've done here, you see, is we've sort of dispensed with the actual game at hand and just started trashing um, an aspect about the club that we're about to face mm. to mask the fact that
0: we don't really know what's going on. <laughs> For the blog, I spoke to actual professional footballer Hadi Gandor, who's actually was a massive Leeds fan and wanted to chat to me more about being a Leeds fan than being a professional footballer. But he went to the he went to Stamford Bridge last year when there was that limited mm. capacity, so he was in with the Chelsea fans. And uh, when Bamford scored after a minute, he jumped up and then sort of blew his cover and then had to run to the toilet pretending he just needed the loo and started Snapchatting himself celebrating in the toilet, which I quite like. So yeah, uh, strengths and weaknesses. I mean,
1: we're looking at the who scored data here. Their only weakness is protecting the lead. Other than that, finishing scoring chances, very good. Creating chances, using through balls, very good. Very good, I say very good, I mean very strong. Individual skill, strong. Attacking down the wing, strong. Shooting from direct free, strong. <laughs>
2: is strong? A lot of strongness. <sighs> Although they're non-aggressive, so that's fine. Who's going to annoy us the most in this game? Let's talk about something we can, we can get on board with. I don't really like Jorginho mm. Something about him. Something about him. There's the Mason
0: Mount. I was going to say Mount still got that Derby thing on him. He?
2: Yeah, he's got the Derby bit. So I don't know. I feel like Rudiger might annoy me a bit as well. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be the pantomime villain.
0: Mm. Yeah. he's
2: good, don't he? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of why it's annoying. I like. I quite like Rhys James's sort of semi-vacant look. He's like, he's a dead good footballer, but he always looks slightly vacant, doesn't he? <laughs> he's very good as Reece James, actually. Yeah. I think he'd be, um, maybe we should get him once Luke Ayling retires. Mm-hmm. We could probably afford him, couldn't we? I would say so. Sure, Chelsea give him away for about £80 million or yeah. something. Uh, yeah, they've got loads of good
0: players. Their keeper did go mad in the last game, didn't he? When they got beat at mm. West Ham. So yeah, maybe just hope he has a bit of a Kiko day. Eh? Just sign another one. That's what they did last time. <laughs>
2: Spent £70 quid on one and went, oh, he's no good this one, just buy another. That's so. insane. I mean, that really is insane. And, and you know,
1: again, parking the the humorous side of this, if if it can even be classed as that, parking that for one minute, it is just a really sobering reminder of the disparity in the Premier League and the joylessness of it. That you have to look at a fixture and think, well, you know, that overwhelmingly, there is no chance we get anything from this. Although a chance does always remain. We mm-hmm. know we yeah. know that we never
0: want you never want to write off your own team. Do you, you want to hope there is something in there for you? But what's the point? It's a bit annoying as well. How many times they have like a crisis season and panic and think it's all terrible and gone to shit. And then it's like, well, you've got a half a billion pound squad and you're just going to sack the manager, get a new one, win the Champions League. Like, yeah, It sounds what, all right, What a ter- really.
1: terrible crisis yeah. that, that proved <laughs> to be, wasn't it? Do it properly, like we did. <laughs> yeah. A big old relegation. Well, this is the irony that we're just spinning forward to Man City for the Tuesday evening game is they did. I mean, we were talking about clubs that should be let into the Premier League, you know, according to our own whims and quirks and foibles and all the rest of it. Man City, they had a little dancing league one, didn't they? Not yeah. so long not so long ago.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was only what twenty five years ago, not very long. <laughs> not long ago, is it? Only well, feels like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it does feel but, very... but they've done all right since. They seem to be doing fine, don't they? And they've invested a, a bit of money in the in the club, haven't they, as well, since then? So. I mean, it'll be nice to see Jack Grealish again if he's uh if That's he's
1: because They didn't even really need
2: him, did they? Not really. They don't they don't seem to know what to do with him either, do they? Now they've got him. It always seemed
0: like that at the time, didn't it? And now mm-hmm. Pep's saying, well, if you don't come good this season, it's a worry. And you think, Christ. Has he said that? Yeah. He, I think someone asked him if it might take him until next season to kick into gear. And he said, well, that would be a worry if he didn't perform this season. £100 million. Pounds. But I mean, and you've just got Riyad Mahrez, Raheem Sterling, Gabriel Jesus. Know, it's not like the short of options, is it really? Phil Foden mm-hmm. and uh, Silver as well. Yeah. He scored
2: loads of goals this yeah. year, hasn't he? Yeah. That's annoying, isn't it? Yeah. They're doing all right, aren't they? Man City are a completely different team, aren't they? To go back to, you know, our the kind of Premier League of our youth, I don't associate this Man City with the old one. It's a different club. It's like a Phoenix club, isn't I it? I think cause it's a new stadium as well. It feels completely like a different beast than the one that, that was managed by well, you know, Ma- Man City of, Royal. of that era
1: was a bit like us, kind of an underachieving, never really winning enough, you know, versus a club that they hate in the same city mm. kind of thing. You know, in that kind of, that second tier of clubs, if you like, that were never in, in the mix every year. They sort of did all right. Sometimes they get to fourth and that was it. might get relegated. But then this is just, this is weird, isn't it? This, this version <laughs> of them, it's just, it just shows you how much football as a whole has changed, doesn't Be, it?
2: Because their rise came as we were out of the Premier League, I always sort of didn't mind them because I actually mm-hmm. preferred them winning it over Scum or over Chelsea. So when they stopped that happening, I thought, oh, well, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of don't mind it so much. And I don't I don't mind Man City as a, as a whole. I think their fans are generally all right which yeah. uh, I know is if you're a Brentford fans to listen to this you might find upsetting I've, I've praised someone else but mm. um, yeah I, I don't I don't have any particular objection to them as a club other than the fact that they've spent billions of pounds of sovereign wealth on footballers which is giving them a huge advantage over everybody else mm. which I'm not a big fan of really but you know You do wonder
1: if there'll be like another cycle in football don't you where the likes of Chelsea and Man City ever fall away from the top even just a little bit is or is the whole system gamed in their favour now that that's never going to happen again?
2: Are you suggesting if they, or their owners went to prison or something, maybe they would have to, <laughs> whatever it might be? Or you know, who knows that if Abu Dhabi gets
1: bored of funding Man City and then it, take, you know, maybe they get somebody who comes in like a, I don't know, someone does what the Glazers did and just buys it all out with debt, something like that. You know, it's...
2: yeah. I mean, if they don't, if they just improve other things, they don't need the sports washing, I suppose, do they? So they might dispense with it. They might be like, oh, well, what we've done is we just. We just improve workers' conditions, and we don't need to buy footballers anymore. So we've decided that's the cheaper way of doing it. We've been outpriced. It's better to just pay people properly and uh, make sure people don't die, I suppose, rather than buying Jack Grealish again. So maybe that maybe that'll be the thing that'll turn them. It but does.
1: It does go to show like the task at hand in trying to break into that upper echelon, doesn't it? Even getting into the top six, seven European places when you've got so many of them that are nailed on with
2: being up there. The thing with Man City as well and Chelsea is that because they've been at the top for so long and had so much money invested, they're youth team and everything is brilliant as well so like when leeds played Man City the other day Palmer who's played for yeah. their first team was just absolutely taking <laughs> taking the piss of our children in defence he was like leaving them on their arse every two yeah. minutes because he was he's a Premier League footballer and they've been able to recruit him and put him into the best training camp in the world sort of thing and it's, it's, it takes forever to catch up with these people which is which is I think the depressing aspect of it because it's like how much money do you need to spend over how long to get to the point where you're at that level
0: and they're still not won the Champions League which is what the mm. whole thing is designed to do it's the same with PSG isn't it and yet and yet all that said everything whole system loaded in their
1: favour we still beat them mm. last yeah. season with 10 men and that is the beauty of football isn't it that you can catch somebody on the right day with a favourable wind and you just happen to do the right thing In like we sat deep and hit them on the break and Alyoski plays you know pass of the season and Dallas is having the season of his life and when all those things come together you get an amazing moment, and that was one of the best, if not the best, moment last season. So, you know, despite all that shit, there's still something there, isn't there?
2: Oh, there is. It can still happen. I mean, we've within our relatively recent past, we've been to as, to Old Trafford as a League One team and won. You know, it's these things are possible. We've been to Crawley and lost. I don't know if you remember that <laughs> one. We've been to Sutton and lost. Speaking of the cup earlier, so yeah, it's drew at it home to Brentford as well, which came as a shock against such a small club. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a big, a real, uh, a real upset, wasn't it? Them getting a point it was that a cup game
1: i, don't know, I can't remember these things just I think it must have been yeah it just escaped my mind so often anyway so expect no points yeah anything we get from it bonus i think you have
2: to view it as that don't you which which is incredibly defeatist i know <laughs> but hey
1: welcome <laughs> to the square
2: <laughs> but if you i'm sure i mean i've not looked at it but i'm sure if you look at the odds they will tell you the same story yeah. we are very very unlikely to win these games but you know we might and if we did it'd be piss funny which is the nice thing as well because we'd be not only getting points for ourselves we'd be we'd be messing up with title challenges which is fun
0: hey folks i'm mark maron from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues weight loss.
2: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.
0: United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: It's time for Heroes and Villains now then. The Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award is the first bit that we do. And for this, we were, we'll put forward some of our own ideas. We'll put forward some of the ones that we received from uh, the
2: feedback form for our TSB Plus subscribers. Uh, what we got then this week? Straight in on Bielsa. A couple of people. Zach and um, TJ, both. for Zach actually was very ballsy on this. He went, he submitted the feedback form 20 minutes into the game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but the game is only 20 minutes in at this point, but I just know that Bielsa stupidly shifting the entire team around after Cooper's injury is going to cost us instead of just putting Crestwell for Cooper. He's chosen to put James up front and Phillips and Ailing to centre back. Overthinking again; it's costing us points.
1: As I've said across this show, or was it propaganda? We were better Mm. after the the shuffle Mm. around. So, you know, maybe just maybe he knows what he's doing. And actually, there, there is a question I'd like to put forward, like in the general sense. Now, is that could we ever actually genuinely give Bielsa
0: the villain of the week award? Given how much in credit he is with us, certainly not for bringing Jack Harrison on for Liam Cooper. I feel like he would have to do. He's got enough credit in the bank to sort of ride that one out.
2: It is. It is very difficult. I don't remember us having a manager that we are so unable to criticize before. Maybe it's because we've not had a good one in twenty <laughs> years. But it's. It feels unusual ground. Like when Dave Hockaday was there, I felt quite confident in saying he was an idiot, and I probably had better ideas than him because it was. It was working so badly for us, and it was true. And like you sort of look at his qualifications, you think, "Yeah, all right, I'm not. I'm not as qualified as you, Dave. But I'm not a million miles off necessarily." Whereas, BLC, you do have to look at it and go, "Okay, well." He probably does know well, what that, he's
0: doing. That's the thing, it's not necessarily not criticizing him, it's trusting him because he's a mm. competent manager with a track record and has done amazing things at this club. So so I think as an idiot sat in a studio, I'd probably just yeah, agree with what not necessarily agree, but trust him to make the right decision.
1: I think even if the worst was to happen this season and we were to go down, he'd still leave being celebrated, actually. I mean and a Moscow was getting at this point when we were arguing the toss the other week. Mm. Whichever match ball that was, about saying that you know you you can't really damage his legacy. You know we've had such good times.
2: If we went down, I think in the short term it would, but I think equally it'd be one of those things that a bit like Wilco, in that when he left, people kind of were ready for him to leave, and he was getting quite slagged off at the time. Whereas now, if you speak to people about Wilco, people just remember the way he took us from being a you know no-hopers into champions, and the way the club was built on his legacy of Thorpe Arch and all that sort of stuff. So it's. I think it'd be, it'd be similar with Bielsa, but he's not going to take us down.
0: I think when they're re-approaching that point with certain players as well, where in the short term, people like Click and Cooper and, well, Roberts, maybe not less so, but they're getting lots of abuse. But in a, you know, in a few years when they have left mm. and we can reflect on things, you go, do you know what? They were absolutely brilliant and they did mm. amazing things.
1: Yeah, they did a good job for us at a time when we needed him to do a good job. And I think that's what, what the tension is, isn't it? It's the tension of of trying to get yourself established in the Premier League, which goes back to all the stuff we were talking about there in the uh, in the Chelsea Man City preview. So there's the tension of being pulled that way, of wanting to be better, faster, 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 and yet understanding that, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, but you want it to be. Yeah, I think so. It's
2: uh, we're just all worried. It's hard. <laughs> Any criticism <laughs> just comes from worry. And I think sometimes people will criticize us for not Criticizing Bielsa. Well, we've had that actually. We had a bit of that in the
1: YouTube comments over the weekend and some tweets as well. When you lot ever going to slag off Bielsa? It's like, you know, Christ, he hasn't actually done anything wrong to us yet, you know? Yeah. There's there's that. I mean, yeah, we're all
2: tense. hmm. We're all nervous, but we've not won some games we maybe think we should have won this year, but overall, he's still all right. He's still kind of pretty good. So I don't think any of us are, I don't think we're taking like. a position on it are we no. we we're just, we're just all see what happens we just yeah. all kind of love him still yeah and it, w- it probably would to an extent damage his legacy if
1: we were to go down but we haven't gone down
2: no mm-hmm. and we, so,
1: so why you know, why trouble yourself too much with thinking about it and yeah. he says I've been just spent five minutes talking about it but you know
2: well while we're slagging off uh, our own the best things about Leeds United uh, Nathan- Nathaniel has gone in on Calvin Phillips for mm. being too stubborn to go off when he was clearly <laughs> injured meaning we played home with ten men although Phillips are still on the pitch ended up conceding and then Phillips decided to swallow his pride and went off.
1: Yeah, I mean, we don't know, do we, at this stage, exactly what has happened You know, with the injury potentially to him and to like Cooper and Bamford potentially. So, you know, that may <laughs> may, may sway the match preview if we had to come back in and do it again. Well, like, well, actually, I tell you what, the interesting litmus test on this is going to be the Phil Hay show, isn't it? Because yeah. by the time we record that in a couple of days, we should
2: know more. When Bielsa just coldly goes down a list of players and goes, <laughs> they're out. They are out. They are out. Yeah. But everything's fine. We have a squad. And everyone go, everyone else goes, fuck! Uh, so yeah, again, <laughs> feels like a cheap shot at Phillips. Uh,
1: who else then? David Coote and VAR all got nominations this week. Um, Graham, Jim- Jimmy,
0: East, uh, Eastlow Paul, uh, Lorney, Rodrigo's mum back on again. Mm. Jimmy Walker sums up how I feel about referees in general by just saying bullied schoolboy, David Coote. <laughs> I I, you're meant to encourage referees, aren't you? Because again, there's no game without them, but I just can't understand what would convince anyone to think oh yeah it sounds like a really good idea I'd love to be abused by 35,000 people every week
2: (laughs) and and I think as well highlighting the um, how arbitrary these things are Toby Lerone says coot's not the reason we drew but still a wanker and a shit ref (laughs) good fair enough sorry I was
1: going to say one of my neighbours his dad was a a Sunday league ref and he used to tell me stories of like the abuse that he gets subjected Mm. to you know week in week out why Mm.
2: why why would you even bother doing it Mm. Like you say, it's a good thing that some people do it because otherwise... What do you do with your spare time? Oh, I'm a traffic warden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, in fairness, a lot of the criticism was him failing to book someone for time-wasting, which Brentford were quite clever at because, as we said, there were some throw-ins and free kicks where everyone just ran away from the ball, so it was very hard to kind of go, you are time-wasting. It was like a collective... But maybe you should do a collective punishment like teachers do. Mm. You know, and they say, well, if no, going, if no one's going to admit who's, who's done this, you're all going to stay in over <laughs> break. Just a yellow card for just going around the pitch. Every one of
1: them. You'd like to see that, wouldn't you? And the analysis on Sky. Exactly. (laughs) Carragher blowing his top with Phil Neville. Uh, Right, we've got uh, Canos predictably has got nominations here. Aidan Nathan
2: and uh, Ralph, who is Phil and Moscow's West Stand friend. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of right. Can't expect to incite the crowd and not expect a response. Mm. Um, And he thought he should have been booked for it. He'd already been booked at that point, hadn't he, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It is sort of weird that you get a, a yellow card for taking a shirt off and not for doing that. Like, why is a shirt coming off
0: an offence? Did you see Damari Gray's celebration last night when he scored the last Straight winner? Straight the crowd shirt off, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he went shirt off and then he ran into the crowd and then you could see him after about a second went, oh shit, can I get booked twice for this? And he just took a step back and <laughs> went to Because that teammates. is a
1: booking offence as well, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. going into the crowd. So, uh, should he have walked?
2: I feel like it's a bit miserable to stop yeah. people celebrating unless it is Canis. Who should have to walk back to the halfway line looking sad, I think. Mm. I mean it was a dick move, in fairness. Because I know I know Rafinha did it later on, but Rafinha took a corner in front of their fans and stayed there. Mm. He deliberately like ran towards the cop and started doing it, started like, pointing at the ground right in front of him, as if to say, throw things here. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, what have you got if, in your pocket? You, if you've got any litter, I'm collecting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know it's I know it's cashless society these days, but <laughs> if you've got any coins I want to see him. <laughs> yeah, we don't throw things at people.
1: No, it's bad. it's bad for the club, isn't it? That's, I mean, on the other side of this, I try and put myself in like in Canos' shoes, not scoring against Leeds, but, you know, scoring in a game like that in an away ground. I get the temptation to run and absolutely milk it. It must be massive, you know, in that moment, huge adrenaline, outpouring of emotion. Because, you know, when we scored that equaliser, I spent a lot of my time, after I'd picked myself up off the floor, shouting, well, it wasn't shouting, it was just like a guttural noise, fuck off, fuck off, (laughs) to the the away fans, because you're always trying to point score cheaply, aren't you? Mm. Even in in a humorous way, sometimes on a podcast, which can get misread by really thin-skinned people from London. So you kind of get it, don't you?
2: But also... The lore of the Vardy, the old chat shit, get banged. He got banged.
1: And the reaction is a human one from the Leeds fans, even if it was naughty.
2: I think I think we should just draw a line under it. And say it's a draw. We've all learned from it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it'll happen again. But I'm
0: um, going to say Kanos hasn't learned from it, has he? Because he was part of the Brentford team that did it when Morpay scored, mm-hmm. and then he he was the guy that head butted Alyoski, and got got away with so it. he does have previous, so
2: got away with that as well, didn't he? Mm. The uh, the headbutt. Mm. The FA looked at that footage and went, yeah, it's fine. You could do that if you want. Mm. Just rest your head against his
1: back in the same way that that person wanted to rest that pint pot on kanos's head. <laughs> See if he could balance it. From a distance, full of piss. Uh, Thomas Frank has got nominations. I feel like we probably shouldn't come to you, Michael, because we've had to have words already about how you describe Thomas Frank. What do you want to say about Thomas Frank?
2: Um, I'll stick with Roger, who described him as a, a creepy hipster, a poor man's yogi Low. Okay. Do you want to, what, what's the word that you used um, outside? Are you going to try and say it so you,
1: we
0: have you, to edit this out?
2: You told me and I'm not allowed to.
0: Yeah, don't say it's that. It's the leave isolated to signal he's yeah. above leads as we speak. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's not actually a real word. I will say it's a... No. If I'll tell
1: you what. Let's let's say this. If you want to know what that word is, if you're at Ellen Road and you see Michael knocking around, ask him and he'll if tell
2: you. Really, if someone was really... No. If someone no, really no, liked bees, no, no, what, might you, no, then what, no. what might they be called?
1: Uh, a fan of bees. Right, okay. Uh, Thomas Frank has been nominated by Boney M, Matt, Ben, Roger
2: and Nige. Uh, Matt and Ben both highlighting the way he chews gum, which is disgusting, Yeah, I have to say. We were highlighted by Brentford fans for a lack of manners. Mm-hmm. If I was to chew like that, my mother would have had words she'd oh, have been yeah. like imagine going to the dinner table she'd be like oh, what are you doing yeah. What is? What close the, what your are, mouth exactly disgusting Yeah,
1: disgusting oh, and yeah. As, as was stressed yes manners in football as we've been kindly educated by the lads from Besotted count for everything don't they it's mm-hmm. manners
0: and speaking of manners Boney says Thomas Frank the goblin-eared floppy-head swat <laughs> <laughs> yep fair, fair enough I think oh, Brentford God. themselves
2: got a yeah, fair have we've,
1: we've, we've had some nominations for being daring to be optimistic uh and be cocky in the pre-match show no we weren't were we what's wrong with predicting your team's going to win just because it's on what record for, what is
0: this for us two getting nominated yeah. I, I wasn't cocky I was going to say people hate you any sort of idea of you being optimistic <laughs> I,
2: I think I predicted one point which we got mm. and I thought that was optimistic at the time I think from the three games I said we'd get four points didn't I? and we got five so anyway
1: Brentford themselves got nominations as a concept Digby not happy with Brentford as, as a concept which I mean we dealt with that extensively over on uh, Propaganda didn't we we did just Brentford
2: Um, I think he does make a good point though saying constantly wanking themselves off about how data driven they are and playing positive football then they turn up and abandon their principles and try and snatch a win playing like Wigan which is maybe harsh on Wigan actually
0: hypocritical knobheads managed by an unlikable peck sniff peck sniff (laughs) is great (laughs) I did think that when uh, Frank started talking about oh we've got the lowest budget in the league and it's like well are you like Moneyball FC you can't like base your whole club identity on we're going to sign players cheaply and sell them on and then go oh but we've got the lowest budget in the league it it doesn't really make sense goes exactly back to what we were saying then about. Lampard before
1: is that I don't want to talk about these things, but mm. this needs to be factored in. But this needs to be said. Yeah,
2: and and the reason they have to do that is because they're um, not a big enough team to otherwise support a, a you know Premier League club, other no. With the small fan base, we've covered the bad stadium, mm. poor support, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's going to be um. It's it's the way they need to do it to, yeah. to stay in the to stay in the, even in the Championship. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, roll on the end of the season. Hopefully, we're, <laughs> hopefully we're safe. Do <laughs> you know
2: what though? It's if they if they stay over, we go down, and they highlight this and piss themselves laughing. It's fair enough. Yeah, because because yeah. we, we'll laugh at it. Yeah, because we deserve it. Because it'd be
1: stupid. Yeah, and I'm being I'm making a deliberately stupid point. You see, you're taking I'm going to say you you take making an exaggerated viewpoint for the purposes of humor. Correct. Ah, that's what you because I hadn't followed it up to this point. You and see. if we do, I've go been down. Sat, here, sat here in the studio for oh, more than ten years. We've done this eleven
2: years now. Never At no point had I realised. Mm.
1: Yeah, and if we yeah.
2: do go down and they stay up, then that's fair, because that's how league tables work.
1: Mm-hmm. They will have deserved it, and we wouldn't. Exactly. Unless, of course, you're Aston Villa, in which case they didn't deserve to stay <laughs> up because they cheated. Well, they didn't cheat, did they? but it, the system was cheated with um, the goal line technology.
2: Yeah, COVID's had some nominations, mainly for depriving Moscow of an ability to gloat over Tyler yeah. Roberts. Yeah. So. As soon as that went in,
1: I did message him. I said, I'm so I'm so sorry you're missing. See, uh, frankly, I'm
2: all. I'm glad he's got COVID because I don't want to have to I don't want to have to hear him talking about Tyler Roberts. Why?
0: Do you think he'd be too smug? I mm-hmm. think it's I think it's for the best. I'm I just... mean, no, no one wants to hear smug people on a podcast. No, exactly. no. I'm just picturing that image of the dad from South Park sat in front of the computer. <laughs> 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 those live scenes. <laughs> oh wow, what an image! Uh, uh, yeah, the injury
1: gods have been picked out by Jambo as well because that's unfair. Yeah, and that could get worse between now and uh, and the weekend. Hope not. Concept of time, getting into some pretty existential
2: stuff here. Um, Niall, is it Niall Monahan? Penguin? Hmm, interesting name. Yeah. Is that a traditional yeah, Irish family name, Penguin? He, he says the the game felt five hours long when we were winning and then disappeared after after they went ahead. And it did disappear because the ball was very rarely in play after <laughs> they went ahead. So it did make it, um, it did drag it out a little bit.
1: A couple of nominations for Orta and
2: his. Uh, well, all, both his sides of this, actually. Histrionics. We've had, we've had a couple of nominations for the fan who was having a go at all oh, right, okay. because of kind of what he's achieved and bringing Bielsa in and part in, in that. And then a couple of people saying he was just embarrassing and unprofessional. Wisconsin Todd says, be professional and act your age, man. I think I think both of those are fair points in fairness. Mm.
0: It's hard for, to say without knowing what was
2: said. Yes, very by true. By either
1: side. Well, I mean, there was a lot of shut up, shut up.
0: Going on from Arthur's mm. part, wasn't there? Well, it's was very nice to see a square ball scarf in the background. Yeah, Barardi had it was, uh, was wearing the one that we'd given him, <laughs> and the child you spotted hiding behind the chair as well.
2: Yeah, there's it. a kid just in the midway through the argument. A kid just disappears behind <laughs> behind the chair next to Orta. I don't know if they were expecting things to be thrown. Having seen what happened to Camos, they just thought, well, "I've seen how this plays out. I'm going to get out of the way of this."
1: Uh, Andy's having a pop at Sky TV as well because we've not played at three o'clock on a Saturday, at Ellen Road for
2: ages. Well is it Amazon who are to blame for this? the kickoff on Sunday because they it is yeah mm. it was because Brentford's game was so Brentford played on Thursday because of Amazon
1: which meant that their weekend game got bumped to Sunday we couldn't play up against the 4.30 kickoff so we were playing at 2 o'clock and we weren't televised because the women's FA Cup final was televised at the same time so that's why we were there for anybody who doesn't quite know are you blaming why it, why it wasn't on telly are you blaming women I didn't say those are your <laughs> words your words not mine Michael <laughs> I, the thought hadn't even occurred to me
2: let's blame Amazon uh, instead
1: Yep. Uh, people early, the early leavers, <laughs> as uh, as is becoming a theme on this show as well. Like, yeah, my dad did leave. Well, he went downstairs at sixty-one minutes when um, when Canos scored, and then uh, he told me afterwards he left the ground at about eighty minutes. Why? Just why?
2: I know. I know. It's nice to get get away early, but surely there's a. It's count getting away early is counted when you've got it on the radio and you can hear an equalizer going and you think, ah, oh, should have seen that.
1: Because <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? As painful as it can sometimes be. Those moments are amazing.
2: Yeah, they're, like, the, best, they're the best bits. They're the reason that you sit through often 90 shit minutes is because there's still that chance in the last minute mm-hmm. someone pops up with a header and you can go mad about it. And I actually did, as I said on the match ball, do exactly that. I'd kind of
1: mentally written off this game. When we went 2-1 and down and I thought, oh, we've seen this before, we don't claw anything back from this. But then it's great to have your expectations defied, isn't mm-hmm. it? And I think
2: the Blackburn game from a couple of years ago will be the, the defining one of these where they scored and you thought, oh, we've we've lost and actually we managed to score twice in injury time and you think God, it would, it would have been so easy to leave the ground in disgust at that point when again we should probably have won and you thought we've definitely lost this now but just
1: and that only happens it happens once in a generation if you're lucky
2: yeah but you want to be there for it
1: I wasn't so stay <laughs> we, we were away for Christmas that year and <laughs> but... I, I was either driving to Hampshire or was already there I can't remember which way around it was because I know we were in the car for either that or the Villa game so I missed both of them
2: which, is, uh, <laughs> which was worse the driving there or the being there that was great. Okay, good. Was great time. I was just trying to get you to slag off your in laws. No, it's great because you don't have to do anything, do you, when you're there?
1: They look after you all, oh, all good, the time. Yeah. You have to like, tidy up your lounge after your kids have been smashing things
2: up, <laughs> that sort of thing. Anyway, um, Pontus Janssen gets a nomination. Ding. Mm, going in, well, maybe unfairly. Maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's a fair point. Said uh, he's always been a fake, hard man, a poser, and a fraud. Good riddance. <laughs> he was only ever a pseudo hero at Leeds because we'd been starved of one for so long. Billy would have physically kicked his ass out of the club. We mm-hmm. also saw him for what he is The least cyberforce um, before self player in recent memory. Fuck <laughs> off. <enough. laughs> Not a fan is what i I'm mean I mean, it
1: f- feels, you know, we, we've talked about taking exaggerated positions on this podcast for com- uh, comedic effect. I don't think.
2: He did leave. Um, <laughs> and also, he shouldn't be in the villain nomination because he was ball watching as Bamford peeled off the back mm.
0: of him and and thied it into the net. There was, um, in the first half, there were a few boos from the cop when he got the ball, but very mm. quiet. But I did spot there was one guy on his own, resolutely making a point of applauding this I'm not really asked either way, to be honest. Because he did get involved in some sort of little minor
1: confrontation, didn't he? I don't know whether it was like a ball going out or a decision, or he whinged at the ref or something like that. And that got the crowds back up a little bit against him. But I, it's what I forecast going into it. There'll be some in-game stuff that was a little bit kind of uh, pantomime, booing of him and stuff like that. But generally, you know, he's fine. And he did great for
2: us. He was—he's a, a mm. good—he is a good footballer. We mm, won a lot of headers, actually. No, it's admittedly it's because he was played a lot of the game up against um, Dan James and was ball played into the box, he probably is going to win those. But I was re- I was reminded of how often the ball was just drawn to his head in this game. He uh, he's, he's a decent defender. Yeah, and
1: and he's a, a, a good
2: bloke who loves leads. as and well. And it's a shame he's effectively had to retire from football by signing <laughs> for Brentford.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you have to do make these compromises sometimes, don't you? Yeah, exactly. December, Andy Malthouse is uh, picking out the month. We've had the concept of time as has uh, been picked out. Time, I guess, related to the calendar and what's come out of the uh, the fixture computer for December. It says December is a character. It is, isn't it? Uh, well, what can we do about it? Right, who's your um, who's your villain?
2: Canos. Yeah, it's Canos, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. yeah, by weight of nominations and by how annoyed I was about
0: him. Not for the celebration, <laughs> but for falling over when he got hit by a, a half-empty plastic cup. And for,
2: and previous offences taken into account as well, mm. I think, on this one. I mean, David Cook got quite a lot as well, but, well... What can you do? They're all crap.
1: Exactly. Yeah. All right. Canos it is then. Gitano Barardi, Hero of the Week, which is, which has been officially passed on by the way now. If you've seen the photo which um retweeted from the Square Ball account, uh Tano went to was it Middlesbrough, I think, that where saw mm-hmm. Andy Hughes over the weekend. So that would have been this Saturday game, wouldn't it? Then he came to Allen Road on Sunday. And uh the, the Hero of the Week award officially passed from uh, from Hughes to Barardi, which I thought was very gentlemanly.
2: Well, it was nice, and there was no, no fighting between them either. You never know if there's going to be a bit of bad beef, like <laughs> the ex with the new husband yeah. or whatever, that kind of a thing. But no, they, they seemed friends. Everyone was getting along. So that was good, and he, he popped in. He sat in that, that very chair, Rob, didn't he, this week? So came in to see me and Oddie before the game, which was nice. And we gave him a scarf, which, as we said, featured on the Victor Alter argument clip. Victor Alter apparently, and well, the club had offered him to go on the pitch as well at halftime and stuff, and he was like, no, no. He's such he, a good guy, Because he? he's shy. It, it,
0: fe- it felt right that he was back in Leeds. It was nice to have him right. Even just even before seeing him at the game or seeing him in here, just knowing he was in the city just felt comforting. Mm-hmm. We were saying it I think we were saying after the game on
2: um on Sunday, saying it, it feels like he's been away for years. He only left mm-hmm. in summer, but mm-hmm. we're like But then again he was out for the for a full yeah, year It's like out, the it? returning kind of a returning son. We're like, Oh, <laughs> it's been so long. it's like, only, only been a few months, really. He didn't slap you on the back, did he, As he said hello? He did he did a handshake and I think there was a bit of there was a bit of a hug as we left, but I didn't get the full um uh, I think probably recognised as I'm not a professional athlete who can't I don't have the spine rigidity of <laughs> Liam Cooper to, to take such a pounding as he was giving him all going round Thorparch.
1: Some love for Stuart Dallas this week as well. Graham Boney M and uh, Martin O. B uh, all picking him out for well moments across both games really. Um Palace and um who is it? What? Um Any the other lot. Orient. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Enjoyed his little spin on the ball. He did a couple of those, didn't he, actually, in that in that game against. Um, Q, um, yeah, them ones. The other lot, yeah. Uh, and there was the headball, handball, Gary Kelly level header <laughs> thing that he did against Zaha, which was fun. It was, yeah. um, Boney, I,
2: Boney M suggests rather than spending 25 million on players, we should just invest that into cloning Stuart Dallas. Hmm. It is amazing how he can play so many different positions in a single game and <laughs> do a pretty good job of all of them. The Stuart Dallas have like. Four years ago, he's just a different man, somehow.
1: Well, he's come to a proper club, hasn't he, now? Yeah. So That's uh, true. He's uh, you know, he's really up to his game. My dad's got a nomination, actually. Uh, Nathaniel is suggesting that we've scored more goals at Ellen Road with him out than in <laughs> side Ellen Road, so he's a positive jinx. Could be something in that. Uh, Bamford gets nominations from Slip, Aidan, East Lower Paul, Nige, Philip, Adsham, Marvin, Joe, among others, basically for his contribution to the uh, to the last minute on, on Sunday.
2: Yeah, you can't... Um he wasn't particularly involved was he he could he was struggling to get into the game and there was very little flow to it but right place right time Although, Lo- lovely celebration
1: if he has done his hamstring as the awful rumours are circulating we'll have to take this back off him if he wins it that's true in his balletic yeah. shirt off celebration cuz uh, well i think we, we need to nominate melie a for showing the uh, the bollocks for wanting to go up for the um, mm. for the corner but then his celebration as well in the aftermath of that tumbling around and sliding and just didn't know what to do with himself, and then his
0: Instagram post saying he's not used to this as well it was nice. I
1: no, said so, uh, drawing a parallel with something like this before. He was like one of those uh, those animals that's been at the circus, or kept in captivity, that gets let out into a sanctuary, and finally is allowed, allowed to run free. And like you can almost see, you know, animals don't smile, but you
2: can see him smiling. This
1: is amazing. Look at
2: this. Oh. Yeah, there's a still of him you showed me, and I was like, I don't even know which way he up he is because you know? <laughs> yeah. he's just got his arms are so long. You're like, are they legs? Like a are human they... bowling ball, was not yeah. he?
1: Canos bottle thrower, controversial.
2: Canos bottle thrower. Got- several nominations actually Jimmy, Joe Andy and Ryan I'm um, all, uh, all all picking him out for we, praise we, we can't condone that uh, I watched the bottle arc onto the head of that Brentford twat and the aim was just perfect mm. uh, <laughs> we, obviously we don't we don't condone it no don't don't do
1: that um, uh, Nathan wants to nominate you Michael for doing some training for the Gary Speed 92 mile walk brilliant yeah skim past that
2: Tyler Roberts he did, he did also say I looked like no. Compo from Last of the Summer Ah, oh, Fair enough. <laughs> Dra- dragging a trolley with a woolly hat on. Slow-paced demeanour. <laughs> you oh, me ba- I mean, that trolley.
1: If you come back on non-match days, you can see him going down Beeston Hill in a bath as well. <laughs> Just like Compo. Right, Tyler Roberts, yeah. Roger, Jack, Toby Lerone, Boney M, among others, nominating. Moscow as well. Tyler, for, yeah, Moscow, loves the man, doesn't he? And yeah, it was a good finish, wasn't it? And he was, uh, it was a lot more
2: confident in the wake of finishing that. Yeah, I think we've criticised him. Now let's praise him. He's done very well the last few games. If we'd have been seeing these last few games from scratch, I think people would be Mm. quite pleased with him. It's a shame if
0: Bamford's is fit. We're all just going to want him back in the team instead.
1: (laughs) Murgatroyd's the chippy in Yeadon. Got some love from Jambo. Enjoyed Mm. his fish, chips and scraps after the game. Again, probably an outlying one Mm. when it comes to this award. Uh, Rafinha, probably likely higher up the ranking here. Give it to the Brentford fans. That's been picked out by Ben. Lawney. uh Rodrigo's mum just says Raf, which feels like
2: she's uh, she's ignoring her own son. There, <laughs> a bit disappointing. Um, yeah, well, I think we said Rafinha. I, I think we were not completely praising him. I think we were saying he had a bit of a weird game, but got two assists, didn't he? So you know, fair enough. Although I, t- I suppose technically the corner was a. Ailing assist wasn't it? Because mm. he got the he got the head on it, but he's still. just got
1: so much quality in him, doesn't he? Like even when he does have a bit of a weird game, like in, he had that shot that he blasted over, and just it wasn't quite working for him at times. He's just does so much good stuff. Yeah, he does. What was that? There was a moment I think was it second half when he uh, he just turned away from about three players and beat him. I think he got fouled in the end. Yes, didn't I just love watching him.
2: Did he assist the first? I, I, yeah, he did. He was good. across from the left, wasn't it? If I'm wrong, don't correct me. <laughs> <laughs> We've no interest in your facts. Just allow me to be wrong. <laughs> uh, Pont
1: has left Paddy at the corner as you picked out there. So um, Niall was happy about that, nominates him for that. Melier, yeah, uh, again for his uh, for his, his bowling ball. Lorney and Ben agreed, so did Nathan. Uh, Orta, picked out by Ender, going against what uh, was said in the villainy bit, clearly
2: gives a shit, displaying his passion. He does. He does clearly give a shit, and, I, and that's good. But I think, I do generally think yelling at your own fans is not a great <laughs> look. I think you just got to sometimes take a bit of, um, just take it on the chin and just, just leave it. <laughs> Would be the best advice, as 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 shouted by many a person in a town centre. Just oh,
1: leave well, it. Well, there was a certain <laughs> amount. Of,
2: worth it. There was a certain amount of uh, of that. Hold me back, hold me back. By Kinnear, wasn't there? He was sort of half laughing, and uh... Kinnear was just pissing him. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing. I think he's seen it before.
1: <laughs> and uh, Luke Haley, nominated by uh, Ralph, who's Phil and Moscow's West End friend, uh, says his passing was hit and miss, but he brought something else in terms of energy. Mm and got the flick on for the goal. It does just feel better
2: with Luke Ayling around, I have to say. The world's a better place. It's like Mm -hmm. having
0: Berardi in the city, just knowing Luke Ayling's playing right back for Leeds. It just feels right.
2: And I think now we've seen enough
0: of Jamie
2: Shackleton there to be like, okay, not Jamie Shackleton. And we've seen Dallas, I mean, he kind of plays anywhere, doesn't he? So he's always going to get moved about. So I think we're we're happy to have Ailing as our first choice right back again.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have him around. I think that's all the nominations. There was um, some love for Moscow as well for getting through COVID but that's too self-indulgent. so you swiftly delete that off the fringe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's not here either, is he? So he's not through it. No. We might not let him back. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> we're here to break it to you. Right, um, so pick your Hero of the Week, then who's it going to be? I'm definitely to give it to Tyler Roberts. I know Bamford. Bamford does get it on weight of nominations here. Uh,
1: is, it, is it a sympathy award? No, he scored. Award?
2: It'd be a sympathy yeah. award if we gave him it to one of the weeks he didn't
0: score. Yeah. And he's been good in a few games now as well. And I think I might have wanted to give it Last time I can't quite remember. But yeah, I think uh he deserves some love, doesn't he? And he's he's never a knob about it. Like he yeah. t- he takes it and just cracks on. And it's nice to see him finally get a reward for that.
2: Yeah, I think so. And in and in Moscow's absence, I think it's only right. He would have been arguing the case for him here and probably to the extent that we just went, Yeah, fine. And we'll be able to in the to get- end. <laughs> so he would have worn us down if he was here. So <laughs> let's just let Tyler Roberts have it.
1: Yeah, fair point. All right, congratulations Tyler Roberts. And that wraps it up for this week. Um We'll be back next week. That's going to be another fuck over, isn't it? Because we've got Man City on <laughs> Tuesday night, so it'll probably be Wednesday when we record, which ruins the entire yeah. second half of the week. Who have we got after
2: that is Arsenal on Saturday tea time, isn't it? Well, they're in disarray again now, which is good. After a brief um, <laughs> a brief resurgence, they seem to all be wanting the world to end again. So that's good. We
1: may. I'm just thinking, looking over the Christmas holidays, maybe give it a rest between Villa and Burnley. The one,
2: the one day, just in the <laughs> middle of them.
1: Yeah, just... Uh, just give it all of, <laughs> we need a rest time off. Uh, but we'll we'll get around to that as we get there in the meantime get in touch with us at the square ball and uh, have a look at the Christmas merch that we're all wearing look at us looking all festive and um, thanks for watching thanks for listening we'll, we'll see you in a bit
0: the square ball podcast